yep. shake. And that's it. Well, the other thing you can do is just not stop. <laughs> just that's reasonable. Sorry, let insurance sort it out. And Mike, <laughs> Mike Schoon over. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the council, huh? Chrissy? All right. Well, yeah. I just wanted to make sure because I don't know enough about that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I was discovering that my uh, this new Triumph I just acquired, uh, unlike every other Triumph I've ever owned, it steered too easily. It was delightful, <laughs> but that's wrong. Well, sure enough, the tires were way overfilled. Oh, so oh, reduced, interesting. I reduced them to what they're supposed to be: twenty in the front, twenty-four in the back. So, is it a struggle now? No, like it no. should be. Well, it's a, it's a it's more like it should be. It's not terribly a struggle, but it's certainly not the ease with which it was turning. Holy mackerel! It's like skating over ice. What, what uh, year is this thing? Seventy six. So it's it's not power steering. Oh God! We didn't know what that was. These it's things were 76. built with hammers and tongs. You know. <laughs> Clearances are very forgiving. Oh, you could stick your hand through a door seam yeah. on one car and you couldn't get your little finger in on the other car. Stuff some newspaper in there. That'll seal it up. Those, uh, I, I think they were built during an angry time uh, in England among the labor force. Uh, oh, yeah. Bite in the hand that feeds you. Huh? I, I don't think they gave a bleep. Right. You know. Which is why half the battle of owning one is you almost have to redo everything they did. <laughs> the, the old, uh, they're not paying us enough to care, right, that line. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never understood that. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I watched, uh, I gave Ken Burns an hour last Oh, night. my son oh, alerted it to me. Um, so I recorded it, and I haven't watched any of it. Here's my theory, and if you watched some of it, um, let me know. We What's the one thing we know about Ken Burns, no matter what he does? Well, he's going to admonish us for existing. Right. So here's my thought, and I'm thinking this is going to be his angle. Uh, the United States could not get the Native Americans under control, and warfare proved to be fruitless because the Natives were brilliant. Uh, and the only thing that was working was sneaking into villages. Custer did this a number of times, sneaking into villages and just massacring everybody. And he kept doing that until he got to Little Bighorn when he was massacred. That's when somebody within the government, I can't remember who, but I'm sure Ken will tell us, decided, you know what, instead of trying to kill the Indians uh, old school, let's just starve them to death. Let's just kill all the buffalo. And that's what they did. And then they got control of the Native Americans. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, the hour I <laughs> and... gave it, that that wasn't explicitly the problem. Uh, in the hour I gave it, I, I learned the, temp, the, temp, the temper of the thing, and I don't have to watch the rest of it. When Indians killed a buffalo, it was a reverent spiritual experience. And when a white guy killed a buffalo, he was just an evil prick. Well, uh, mm, 
I don't. Well, you watch it and see if I'm wrong. I don't necessarily disagree <laughs> with that. I mean, they used the whole damn animal. So did the uh, so did the pioneers. Yeah, we didn't use well, all of it. Well, wait a we, minute. Now those mile high piles of uh, bison and buffalo, Joe, that well, the white the guys killed. The pioneers <laughs> didn't do that. Oh, okay. That, the original that might, that might be what things did change. To. Yeah, things did change, John. It, it, it went from. <laughs> Using the animal to uh, just slaughtering it just for the sake if of slaughter. If you were a covered wagon trying to get out west, and you killed a buffalo, you 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 used it. Yeah, you got the meat, you got the the robes, and the whole deal. Uh, but yeah, then that Burns managed to find some East Coast dandy who thought it was fun to go out west and just kill as many wild animals as he could find i mean right well nobody's in favor of that right but well but it know, but it happened and and what you're doing is decrying him for reporting it that's that's what i don't understand no, no we're reporting it. we're not decrying we're just it's his mo uh, to point I've, out well see how i've always had an issue are. with your guys's mo on ken burns but that's all right go ahead well, no I no why i proved me wrong john every mo of a ken burns film is racism everyone well okay the, the i know the first time you guys brought this up was baseball yeah okay that's a racist well, uh, take so as well, we had as well eight, as well 80, 80 yeah, years where it, no should've black been. man could play baseball. John, I just said yeah, as well we're as not, should have been. We're not fighting with you on the baseball one. But then why are we decrying what he's reporting? That's see, that's what I'm, it's like the it's like me reading a story about Trump and getting six emails from people when all I'm doing is reading the facts of the story. Did he it's the same do, thing? He did a Lewis and Clark one too, didn't he? Yes. I didn't see that. Yes. And he did the Union Pacific one, I think. Or was that jazz. somebody else? He did Civil War. Now, jazz doesn't have anything to do with uh, color. Well, the whole thing did. <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah. Well, that's because jazz is all about color, and it was basically really? a response. I didn't know to, that. I thought it was all white guys from Alexandria. Well, it was a response to what was going on in the black world. That's at polka, the time. Joe. That's yeah. polka. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Barnes and. No, I, I, listen, I'm not even going to bring it up on the air. I don't care. Let Ken Burns do his thing. But I, I watched an hour of that last night, and I realized. Okay, this is cool. It's beautiful, beautiful filming. I love Buffalo as much as the next guy, but you know, <laughs> I only need to be hit over the head so so many times by this guy. I wasn't here. I didn't uh, destroy a, any Buffalo. Well, a, but see, okay. but well, never mind. And my my, my family never killed any Buffalo. My but somebody did, never right? Killed any Buffalo. But somebody Hell yes. did. Hell yes. Well, then it's, then it's wings. Then it's history, kill right? Buffaloes for wings. Have that you ever his... seen? Uh, you ever seen the the herds in Yellowstone? Yeah, they're so cool. That's just so awesome. What an incredible animal! I saw snowmobilers foolishly getting close to them because they don't understand nature. There's a guy about uh, three miles north of me that has a herd. And look, I think he's got about thirty of them up there. They went from <laughs> millions and millions down to a population of seventy. Yeah. And then people brought them back. Yeah, there's a couple of um, buffalo, I, I guess you'd call them bison farmers in South Dakota and North yeah, Dakota. North Dakota, yeah. They have some big herds. I gave it one hour. I watched about, about the first half an hour. All right. Then you came to the same conclusion I did? Yeah. 
white people are bad. Buffalo should never have been touched, and blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah, that's we we messed up. Yeah. Well, just the rail lines alone was enough to screw everything up with the bison. Well, I mean, if you're going to look at history through that lens, we shouldn't have done anything, and there wouldn't be a United States. Well, the second we set foot on shore, I mean, things took a, you know, I mean, you know. So, okay, see, here's what I don't get. So here's what I don't get. So ignore the facts so because it doesn't meet your outlook on what history should be. That's how I do it, John. See, that's what I don't get. No, That's what I don't the, fa- understand the facts as they're presented suggest that the the uh, occupation of the country by white people was entirely wrong. Therefore, I'm asking rhetorically, what would you have have us have done? Not have a country? Little no. house in the prairie. No. Because but so you're saying he presented the facts? Yeah, I didn't see it. I don't. I don't know what. But I know I've seen baseball. I've seen jazz. I've seen. Well, it's the same as the rest and, of them. Well, you see, that's where I disagree. But yeah. I've never but, agreed with you guys on Ken Burns. So are are not any new. of us? <clears throat> are any of us responsible, or should we feel guilty for manifest destiny and what our ancestors and even those that came before no, our ancestors? No, did? no, but shouldn't we should not? But shouldn't we tell what happened? See, that's where I don't get the In argument. In the telling of what happened, you are admonished to the degree where you are left believing this should never have happened. Did, Therefore, my question remains valid. What would you have then? Let, let me go back to baseball because that I've seen that one. There should have okay. been no admonishment for what happened. But we're not no, at fault. I think you're missing the point, John. I think you're missing the point, John. Yes. We are not at fault in 2023 for what went I on in the 50s. Completely 60s, agree. Completely agree. 70s. Completely agree. So his 1940s segment on baseball shouldn't admonish anybody. Shouldn't it, it? Shouldn't admonish us today? Well, how did it I admonish us today? A, if you've seen, I'll give you an analogy. I'll give you an analogy. I showed up last summer for one of the car gatherings. We were going to drive to Elkhart Lake, and there's always the guy who has to complain. So a guy came up to me. He looked at the new Fiat I'm driving, the Spider, and he said, "Oh, this piece of shit should have had the Mazda engine. It shouldn't have had this engine. It should have had the Mazda <laughs> engine." And in other words, in other words, nothing is ever right. So that car shouldn't have. In that guy's eyes, that car should never have been manufactured the way it was should the country have been manufactured the way it was well i don't i see i can't see that as analogous because there's no moral equivalent to having you know a car engine that's the wrong engine in a car compared to the way human beings have been treated i i don't see any i don't see a metaphor whatsoever Kenny, can you imagine the mansplaining that goes on in one of those shows or one of those trips? That oh, we've had many, many discussions about this. Remember, we had to do a live appearance out at the State Fair at some car show. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was very yeah. lightly attended. Yeah. But Joe and I walked around Very a lightly bit. attended. <clears throat> we walked around a little bit, and every little place you stopped at was one mansplainer explaining things to another mansplainer. Yeah. Yeah. And it just drives me insane. That's why I can't... I'm not a member of any groups because my people, I, I don't even like my, my people. I don't even like people. I've, I've, asked like this, this. I've asked you this question before, John. What if, what if the country had not been settled? What would it be today? Would the Indians have invented computers and telephones and TVs and, and cars and heating no, and air conditioning? Maybe, maybe not. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. There's no way of knowing. I mean, what, what, 
Ken Burns should do that as a documentary. Ken Burns is a brilliant filmmaker. It's lovely, lovely stuff, but I get the same message in every film that the history of the United States is horribly flawed. I would argue that he's also a fine historian, I'm sorry, and he presents the facts. I, I, okay, I haven't that. seen the Buffalo one, I, I confess, but I have seen the baseball one, I've seen the jazz one, I've seen, yeah, I've seen half a dozen. Well, just the this. same thing, only it's animals. What he should, I, I mean, isn't the founding of all countries highly flawed? Sure. But do you report it? It's like the same argument going on with reporting history. In, I want to know, know what's in going the South on with right the Catholics now. and the Pope. You know? What's going on there? Well, well Keeler thought the a Catholics were peasants. <laughs> That's a whole other story. I got what deacons in my family. I'm not, pancreatitis. I'm not allowed to talk about that. I have deacons in my family. <clears throat> and weren't the Vikings here long before Columbus? And what about that Spanish dude that came up through Mexico and into the what southern United States? What about that Leif Erickson fellow? Yeah, what about Leif? He was up there somewhere what trotting around. What about the around. ruins, uh, rune uh, That had to be real. That's fake. Because Scandinavian <laughs> people aren't funny. What if? <laughs> What if he does something on JFK? Then we're talking here, huh? Well, I don't think he will do well, anything be, on JFK. Well, it'd be factual at least. <laughs> anyway, back to the show, John. Yeah. Did you find anything about that Disneyland brawl? Because it's uh, such a funny story to well, me. Well, there's just that they fought. Do you want me to use it? Excuse me. I don't me. know if you can I come can. up with the same story I saw, where they're talking about a melee and throwing hands and haymakers and. Kicking people when they're laying down. It was pretty did funny. See, did you see the fight at the Bears game? Yeah. The Bears Vikings guy decks a guy from behind. That's uh that should be Do you yeah. say next Friday the twenty seventh as well, sir? Yeah, I got another funeral. Okay. I'm oh. just that's that far out, huh? Well that's when <laughs> that's where they're gonna plan them. Oh internment. So the 19th, the 20th, and the 27th. I'm liking the way this calendar shape. What's the 20th? That's a Kenny day off. Yeah, it's I'm, not me. Right. Reavers, I thought you were taking those two days. No, uh, Jess is taking the boys up to her mom's. So it's just me and John then? Oh, you know why we can't find video, Kenny? There's only one video, and it's 11 seconds. And okay. it basically it just shows people kind of milling around. and and So you know. we're not seeing, there's no haymakers or anything? Oh, no, gosh. somebody got pushed into a baby thing, is all it looks like, an adult. Um, Kenny, what about schoons on Thursday, then? We should probably do that tomorrow. Huh? Here's a word, John. Ken Burns is a scold. A scold. He's a scold. <laughs> he's a scold. Yeah, he's a scold. I see. I know history. I knew that the Buffalo got a bad deal. I mean, I, I get that. Uh, they got a bad deal, and the Indians got, they a, got bad a bad deal. Deal. <laughs> yeah, you could. That's that's. I think I'm not out on a limb there. You know. Hey, sorry about all that. I, I think we should just leave it at. <laughs> we're probably never going to agree about Ken Burns. Well, the, the fun. He's a scold. He's a scold. He's the nation's scold. Well, Joe, you're not saying he's bad at his craft, are he's you? A great scold. 
Yeah, he's really good. I said the movies are beautiful. He, you yeah. don't like how he makes you feel. Are you triggered by Ken Burns? Nope. <laughs> I don't get triggered. You know what I, I kind of don't like, though? Here's your trigger. <laughs> John. What? Here's something I don't like. He always yes, has celebrities, celebrities reading correspondence from back in the day. I don't like Ken Burns. Really? That, I, I'm I tired like that. of that. I'm tired you know, of that. You know who's stories. really good at that for Ken Burns? Peter yeah. Coyote. He sounds great. He's, reading those. he's good. Yeah. And he's, uh, like, Kenny, he's a commie, man. You need he's, ads here. Beyond liberal. Ken, I need Maple Grove, Moon, and Seafoam out of you today. That's a big day, Chris. Well, I got to get Let's up. Let's put ahead it this of it. way, John. <laughs> Let's put it this way. You're not going to give up, what are you? Burns are you could do. Here, you're just going to yell at us. Yeah. I'd love to see Burns turn his talent to something in which he would not be a scold. Wonder if that's possible. But wonder what aspect of American history he could do. That would be celebratory or uh, <laughs> praiseworthy. Uh, well, I think not a scold. Is okay, there ever? Uh, is there any aspect of America that would not cause him to be a let, scold? Beer. Let Let me answer this. We no, had he, he, ten, he's done. He's done prohibition. Oh, ten yeah. segments of a program on jazz. Yeah. Okay. There was ten seg or eleven, twelve segments. Was there on base on baseball? Yeah. A large portion of those are joy. Uh, there was a 10 or five, six on country music. There I was how many on, on baseball? How many on the Civil War? Most of those are celebrating. Yeah, baseball's uh, fantastic. I, I could I, watch that every so day. I, I mean, to point out, to take no, one segment where he thinks something is, you know, and, and incidentally, not only he thinks, but he's reporting what actually happened. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> could, he, could he do. Has he done the Wright brothers? Uh, I don't. I, think so. I what I say is, I got a ten dollar bill that says if he did the Wright brothers, that he would find some way to insert some scolding. I would have him do flight. Flight then, okay, flight. Flight, yeah, yeah that'd be good. And somehow that that he, he'd find a way that there would be room for scolding there. Fratelloni's hardware. Okay, I don't but think it's pointing. They kicked black scolding. people off the beach in North Carolina so they could launch the plane. But, Joe, Honest to God. I, I'm going to take John's side here for a second. That's what happened. No, we can't have facts. Okay, Ask the and, South and, right and, now. Okay, but what I'm saying is, can you find any aspect of American life that would, when that didn't happen? Well, That's a good no, question. Well, no. Not so he's reporting about. facts is what you're telling me. You know, the invention of the light bulb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you can't yeah. idiots. You, you like lighter, don't you? <laughs> Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. That was so well placed. Oh, my God. I'm word. looking at everything you did here and all of them that I've seen I love. Oh, I'm not going to lie. good. But he's oh, done no. like he's done like thirty five things, which I did not know. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. What do they do? Call me now. We are going to be busier than one armed paper hangers at that airport. I heard Good for that you. It's yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware. Hey, though. how about the ads? Golly, you guys have been golly. Chatty Cathy's for the last half hour. I know. <laughs> Joe Frat Grund Precision Center. Uh, okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, 
Are we not doing a show Thursday? I mean, I think the real question is, is there a segment of American history where the black person wasn't shit on by white folks? Uh, or Native Americans, for that matter. No. But aren't there some uh, innovations that would have had nothing to do with race? Like the telephone. The telephone. Uh, he's done, let's see. He did Prohibition. I didn't see that. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Uh, he did Lewis and Clark. You're right, Kenny. The Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of scolding in that. Unforgivable... Well, Statue of Liberty, I don't remember seeing that. That was French. A French guy named Bartholdi made that and gave it to the U.S. I don't know yes, where he'd he come did. up with scolding there, but he probably did. <laughs> um, I'm ready. Bradaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1173, <laughs> October 17th, 2023. 84 degrees was the high on this day in 1910. 22 degrees on two occasions, 1948 and 1952. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, Scott Mature out in Montana said we have a case of two GL lexicons at once. It's probably safe to say that less than 1% of the world knows the name of the Las Vegas shooter in 2017. Okay. We now know his name, Stephen Paddock. I would, it would have taken me a million years. After the initial tragedy, the media never mentioned his name again, much in the same vein as not releasing the face or name of mass shooters. So not only has the left power washed the name Paddock, but by now bringing global attention to the reason for the name change, they have essentially also windmilled themselves because now they have reminded the world and brought to light the name of the Las Vegas shooter. It's power washing and windmilling. Mm. I think he's right. Okay, I'll buy that. I think he's right. Here goes, Scotty. And uh, Bert, what, is he Bert today? No, he's Willard. Uh, we can't have pit building. I am triggered as I was once aggressively sniffed by a pit bull. This should be changed. I find Brad Pitt troublesome. Cherry pits are dangerous. You could fall into a pit. Am I being ridiculous? In the future, there will be no words. Something always bothers someone. Also, John mentioned balloon releases in a story. I don't remember. I don't remember that story, John. Um, I must have had a story yesterday in which balloons were released. I think for it was a, a funeral or something, I believe, okay. if I remember right. Well, Willard points out those should be banned. The balloons go up and then fall to earth where they could choke wildlife or a non-binary high school student. And another thing, <laughs> hmm? regarding the replacement of coffee in the morning, am I canning apricots or do I can apricot? I get confused. To be clear about the semantics, not the activity. Perhaps a visit to Madame Blucher's apricot cannery would be in order. Aha! And a Downing has a great note on something not unrelated to... Oh, no, first got to do this one. I, I didn't know this. You ready for this? Go. This is from David Severson. 
The word paddock was canceled, as you stated. In 1980, the post office was going to issue a stamp honoring the Hinckley fire. But that was canceled after the Reagan assassination attempt because they thought people would think that the post office was honoring John Hinckley. Wow, Things never change. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't use my name. Golly, I'm sorry. How dumb are we? That was Richard Smith who wrote that. I'm sorry. How dumb do they think we were and we are? Matthew, how many people outside of Minnesota know about the Hinkley fire? Zero. The people that go to Florida for the winter, maybe, or Arizona. I'm going to give David Downing his annual pumpkin patch plug. He puts together a good spot over there. And they're down there on a great big hay wagon. It's fun. He sells pumpkins on the weekends. He's got his overalls on. Under the Highland Water Tower. He looks like a big rube farmer chewing on a piece of straw. He's got the bad hat. He's got the overalls on. Has David added a a weed dispensary um, to the business? (laughs) Can can a guy buy a doobie from him? And you know what? They are the best pumpkins. They're great. Yeah, it's where the mayor of Garage Logic gets his pumpkins. Is that where you, you roam through the pumpkin patch? That's your plug, David. You just now, did an endorsement, Joe. That's what the mayor yeah. But I'm paying him back for today's downing email. He often has interesting yeah, thoughts. True. These students at the failed academy who support Hamas, aren't they the same ones who insist we begin any college gathering with a land acknowledgement? that we are all standing on Native American land, but they make no effort to give the land back? How would they react if, during the commencement, for example, Native people who resented the presence of the colonizing students stormed the campus with guns and knives and killed a 1,000 college students, parents, and faculty? Would the survivors issue a statement in support of the killers? Isn't that a great analogy? That's a good, good, that's a very good analogy. Speaking of that, yes, uh, here we go. We're not going to go, are we? What? Are you, you and John going to start fighting now? No, no. no. <laughs> okay. Like a couple of little schoolgirls. No, I'm going right to Keith Allison. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. This was reported in something called the Free Beacon. Uh, but I, I digress. It, it's, it's as far as I can tell, it's absolutely true. We had a uh, pro-Hamas rally here over the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Democratic Attorney General Keith Ellison's chief of staff was the uh, was a promoter of that pro-Hamas rally, where Amazing. demonstrators called for Israel's eradication and told is and told uh, Israeli settlers to blank off. Okay. All right. They used a word, but not blank. Got. Donna Kasut. Kasut who has served as Ellison's chief of staff since 2019, advertised the rally in a Sunday tweet which alerted Minnesotans that the March for Palestine was happening today. That was Sunday. More than 1,000 pro-Hamas demonstrators went on to attend the rally in Minneapolis. Attendees brandished signs and repeated chants with the slogan, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which advocates for the destruction of Israel. One attendee held a sign saying, settlers, blank off, while others called to end USA to Israel. Cassatt's promotion of the event comes after, as other prominent left-wing politicians face criticism over their own ties to pro-Hamas rallies in the wake of the terror group's unprovoked assault on Israel. The Democratic Socialists of America, for example, 
sponsored an October 8 all-out-for-Palestine rally in Times Square, where attendees chanted that the terrorist assault was justified. The rally prompted the party's prominent members, such as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, to distance themselves from the demonstration. Occasional Cortex said last week that the bigotry and callousness expressed in Times Square was unacceptable. Okay. So she's trying to protect her third rail life, yes, isn't she? very much so. But Allison's office is yet to distance itself from the Minneapolis rally and did not return a request for comment. Allison has also remained silent on the Hamas attack, with the Democrat failing to issue a statement on the terror group's mass killing of innocent Israelis. A pair of anti-Israel groups, American Muslims for Palestine and Students for Justice in Palestine, sponsored the rally in Minneapolis. Those groups have defended and even praised Hamas and its terrorists following its attack, following its attack on Israel. American Muslims for Palestine, one day after the attack, issued a statement blaming Hamas's terrorism on increased Israeli aggression against the Palestinian people while Students for Justice in Palestine's University of Minnesota chapter organized a Monday vigil in loving memory of Palestine's martyrs. There was no loving memory of the Israeli slaughter. Interesting. First of all, this was not an attack. It was a response. American Muslims for Palestine said on its website, one day after Hamas terrorists slaughtered 1,300 people, including women and children. The groups for Hamas Hamas is unsurprising. Its board member, Salah Sassur, played a direct role in fundraising for the terror group in the late 1990s, according to an FBI memorandum. Sassur, in July of 2018, co-hosted a fundraising event for Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, who also blamed Israel for the Hamas terror attack, saying the Jewish state's apartheid system creates the suffocating, dehumanizing conditions that can lead to resistance. Uh, Okay, Ellison himself is known for his association with the anti-Semitic Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, having repeatedly met with Farrakhan while serving in the U.S. House of Representatives Ellison, in 1997, defended Farrakhan from accusations of anti-Semitism, saying the notorious leader who has compared Jews to termites is not an anti-Semite. All right? So there you have it. So it's, you know, you got a lot going on around here. Yeah, too much to handle. Mm -hmm. Way too much to handle. And what do we have here? Oh, how can you not be an anti-Semite when you call Jews termites? I would think that's a tip-off. How <laughs> does that work? I think that's a tip-off. I don't get it. Uh, Reavers, uh, at my uh, behest, and I'm grateful, has, I told you, uh, we have a listener in Northfield, Carl Bear, And he sent me yesterday what I forwarded to you guys. I wonder if you read it, Kenny mm-hmm. and John. Yeah. Yep. Did you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. That was you very find good. It, uh, was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I found it educational. It's a uh, rabbi in California who teaches at Loyola. His name is Barkley. What's his first name? Michael. Carl. Michael, Michael. Barkley. Michael. Yep. And he... Oh, Carl's who sent it to us, Carl Bear. Right. And, and, and <laughs> Carl read this and forwarded it to me, and I read it, and I was taken by it as a real... Real easy to understand history 
of what's happening in that part of the world. And lo and behold, Barclay returned our call. You mm-hmm. talked to him last night. I did for about 20 minutes. And are you confident you can book him for Friday? Well, we spoke, and he'd lo- he wanted to come on the show right away. He was booked both today and tomorrow. So okay. I said Thursday I, initially, but we'll try to... Uh, I can do the show Thursday, but we'd have to start it later than usual because I have a funeral that I must attend. Right. Um, we'll uh, we'll make arrangements for him to be on the show, whether it's later in the day on Thursday or Friday. All right. So anyway, we're going to talk to this fellow. Okay. Because we are now, I will say this: we will all have a great education about this because he was extremely knowledgeable. Because we're morons and he's not. How's that? Yes, Uh, that's one way you could put it. We're believers. (laughs) uh, He's a non-believer, and the non-believers know the story. Okay, there's no reason why we can't, you know, get along. I don't know why not. Yeah. Now, last night I was watching the uh, Channel 4 News at 10 o'clock because Channel 5 News was delayed a bit to complete the Dallas Chargers game. Ah. All right. And for the second time, I've seen it on other outlets around town. We were uh, mourning the loss of apparently a wonderful teacher who taught at Talmud Torah in St. Paul. And he had moved back to Israel a few years ago, but had remained in contact with his friends here and the families of students and the people he worked with. Apparently a hell of a guy. Mm. And he was among those wiped out at the music festival. So last night it was Channel 4's turn to go to Talmud Torah and interview people about the significance of this fellow and why they all loved him. And and the main person getting interviewed in the story was Rebecca Noker. Okay. She's a city councilwoman Mm -hmm. for St. Paul, Ward 2, downtown. Never once was that mentioned. Now, is it it possible that it wasn't mentioned because the reporter didn't know that she was a city council member? Or was it not mentioned because maybe she said, you don't need to put the part in there Mm. that I'm a city council member? Mm. Because the reason I bring it up is, I think if you're interviewing people about the loss of this teacher, uh, you've got a little uh, you're, you're, you've got a little heads up over the competition when when even the likes of the city council uh, have been affected by the loss of this guy. That, that uh, uh, Rebecca Noker knew the guy well and was fond of the way she taught her two son- He taught her two sons and this and that and the other thing. And I'm just wondering, is that me? Or, or is it not important that she would have been identified as a city council member? Um, she was just identified as a parent of kids at the school. I think you're right. It should have been brought up. Yeah, it's, mentioned it's no, for sure. Really better, it's yeah. noteworthy. Yeah, I would no. think so. Mm-hmm. So what is your theory? That it was... My theory is one of two things. The reporter, who's relatively new to the Twin Cities, somebody named something. I don't have his name in front of me. Where in the hell is his name? Uh, the reporter? Yeah. It. Well, whatever. Okay. Either he didn't know that she was a city council member, or, or he did know, and she said, well, let's just leave that part out, although I don't know why she would have wanted to keep that part out. I don't either. Anyway, it's not important. Uh, the teacher's name uh, is... Noi Maudi? Uh, Noi Maudi, and he 29 was... 29-year-old. Well, well uh, respected, and uh, 
uh, terribly missed by the people who knew him when he was here, and then he moved back to Israel. That's all I had on that. I was just wondering if it was just me, or uh, am I reading too much into it? Or Well, okay, but in this day and age, isn't that bad that that's how you have to think? Well, it could fall under the rubric of reporting, is it what it used to be? It'd be interesting to know how many people actually caught that. Yeah. Probably no one. I was going to say one. Okay, but you. now in the... <laughs> Probably it's not important. In the Pioneer Press, uh, Frederick Malo, yeah. uh, she was city council member. It was... Well, Malo, Fred covers the city council, so he obviously knew who she was. Right. right. It would be bad if he didn't. We'd, we We love to find local angles and big stories. And this fellow is a, was a, a very legitimate, strong local angle uh, to what happened Saturday in Israel. Uh, there are a uh, donations are being uh, collected at the GoFundMe. You can do your for own him? research for yes. him uh, to his family who hope to uh, rebuild his beloved Moshaf and other communities in the region of Israel, in the Eshkol region of Israel. Uh, They're going to need a lot of money. Your garage door guy. Oh, you know what? I have a new uh, request when I at last make my call and get these guys over. But my new garage door guy is garage door, is precision garage door of the Twin Cities. And I was talking to a fellow this morning who told me, you got a lot of red squirrels on this property. Mm-hmm. And I'm not real up on my red squirrel knowledge. I said, well, how are they different than gray ones? He said, the gray ones are just mischievous. The red ones will get in there and try and eat everything you own. Oh. And so there are some gaps in my garage door, and I'm going to have Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities take care of it because I have no doubt that's an adjustment problem. Yeah, I would. And they can take care of everything. They uh, serve the metro in western Wisconsin. They work weekends and don't charge extra. They do everything. And by everything, I mean even even including the installation of a new door if you want one. Every review I've seen is five stars, uh, and the emails I get are uh, really praiseworthy of the work these people do, and they guarantee every job they do, and they aren't satisfied until you are. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. Find them at precisiondoormn.com or call them at 612-263-6985. I'll bet you 10 bucks the guy didn't know who she was. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. He came here from Milwaukee, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. What's his name, John? Uh, David Schumann. David Schumann. Yep. David Schumann. It's not worth ripping the guy. It's not that big of a deal. But I was thinking, hey, hey, are you going to identify her? I'm watching. I'm thinking, when are you going to tell me she's a city council? Right. Never did. Yeah, that, that's weird. She was the school's board president when Marty taught. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been a perfect spot just to go know her, current, whatever, member of the St. Paul right. City Council and right. the school board's president, former school board's president. That's right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-oh, where's the uh, center experiment? Uh-oh, poop. Uh, 
You got the center of the American Experiment copy? Do I? Yeah. Is it in your email? Uh, possibly. Well, how could I have misplaced that? Did you put it in the other pile? Uh, Copy. That is from 2022. It's about their Golden Turkey Award. Right. Oh, come I'm on. I'm going to go to my deleted. Shoot. I probably, it probably got mixed up in my stuff. Hello? Hello? That's, that's my dryer. I got it. Reavers, I got it. You got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. Fries are already, done. You know what? <laughs> I think the fries are done, Jenny. Efficiently, I had already set it aside. Oh. Is that right? You were working ahead. That's right. <laughs> doodle -doo, doodle -doo. Mm. We were a big hit yesterday in the Lori and Julia show. Why? For the Grant birthday. Yeah, Christmas. how do I how do I find that audio? Here, I can. Do you want me just to play it right now? Yeah. Uh, it, does it have them talking about it? Yes. Too? Yeah. yeah. Good. I want to hear that. You want to do it right now? Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. Uh... Can we be playing in the club? Yeah, Grant. Oh, come on. Good. Come on. We have a special birthday today. That's what? right, Grant. What? Wishing you the happiest of I'd, birthdays. I'd want to hear the Please ad. celebrate in Twins Territory with some delicious Camp's ice cream. Mm -hmm. or you got it? You got it. We need to wish Grant a birthday. When he said... Here we go. All right, let's play the next one, though. All right, here's the next one. I also oh, need a quick favor oh. from you guys. Um, it's Grant's birthday, so we need to wish Grant a birthday. Who's happy that? birthday. <laughs> Grant, <laughs> thank you. Grant. Grant produces Lori and Julia down the hall. I don't know Grant. Grant is the kid. And I don't give a that it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah, why, why do I have to do that? Well, no, Rocco's putting he's, together he's, something. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Anybody ever put anything together for my birthday? Yeah. Grant is the nice kid Who's, that brought the thing done, done for you? me lately. All they do is tell me what I'm going to do. They, they never say what, what they can do. Give me the ads. Tell Grant to kiss my big fat butt. That's his birthday wish. Grant? Uh, yeah. Hey, Grant, if I knew who you were, I'd wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> Grant had you sign that really cool microphone. BFD. <laughs> oh, Grant's, Grant's Grant a good, good fella. Grant's one of the nicest that's kids in the great. building. He really that's, is. And he's that's a why I don't like you, Grant. Show. You're way too nice. <laughs> Grant, and who else do I have here? Enough of that. All right, Grant, uh, I guess that'll have to do. Uh, Joe, you're going to have frat. I'm going to tape what we just Chris, said. Chris, you're going to send I'm going to send yeah, 100% okay, of yeah. going to. Because that's why I was who saying that. He's actually a good guy. Oh, oh Kenny, I love it. Oh, I know. Oh, that's, and that's so true. Every time I say hi to Joe, who are you? I know. <laughs> Listen, we worked with them, you know, next door studios, next door, exact same time slots. Had no, I had he called tears. us the, um, the tall one and the short one. Yeah, long and, Lori, short Julia, yeah. right? BFD. <laughs> like, there you go. So we were a big hit. Wow. We're big head. Grant is my big fat white butt. <laughs> Who is he? I don't know. What the hell? Well, it started because Rocco wanted me because he's a huge Joe Maurer fan. He's a big baseball fan, so he wanted me to record a happy birthday, Grant. This is Twins Hall of Famer Joe Maurer. Uh, that's funny. Yeah.
Good stuff. I mean, can't make Who's it Who's got something here? Got it. Go. Kenny that was, uh, does. That was what's-her-name filling in for Lori, right? Yeah, Brittany. Uh, Brittany. Brittany was filling in. Who's yeah. Brittany? She oh. works with Tom in the morning. Oh. You've met Brittany. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. She's uh, she's good people. Yeah, yeah let's go good here. Good peeps. Are you ready, Joe? You didn't wish Grant a happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, G-Man. Wait, where did my freaking bumps go? How oh, here we go. old are you? Here we go. Just bear with me for a yeah. moment. Bear with me, please. You're a bear? Uh, oh. All right. Joe, you ready? Yeah. Okay. I am rolling. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I'm trying to figure it out, fellas. It's the 17th today, right? That means 14 more days till October 31st, yes, Tuesday, sir. end of the month. That's how long the 20% off sale is going on at Maple Grove Lock and Safe right now. 20% off on all in-stock Liberty safes to make room for um, new stuff um, coming in. And Rich, the owner, will also throw in a free accessory installation deal for you. When it comes to protecting our goods, our stuff, our, you know, firearms, money, gold bars, the, yeah. uh, wheat wheat pennies, Maple Grove Lock and Safe and Liberty Safe, that's the, that's the best combination here in the Midwest. Rich has been at it for 30 years. Liberty, uh, Liberty Safe, they've uh, had some scrutiny here in the last month or so, haven't they? A couple of months. They have now changed their policy regarding keeping backdoor access codes. And uh, I think you'll be pretty pleased if you were upset with Liberty. This will put things uh, right again. And if you have questions, make sure you ask Rich about it. He can explain everything to you. Um, but, I mean, let's face it. The Liberty Safe, best in the business, and 20% off. You can't go wrong. That's for the rest of October. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, or right there on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Uh, further proof that uh, we quite, I don't, like the, I don't like the phrase quite literally. It's used too often, isn't it? Uh, okay. But quite literally. Quite literally it is. <laughs> we're, we're, our driving and what we drive will be determined by the government. And that infuriates me. Mm -hmm. Minnesota's vehicle emission standards are poised to take effect next year after the U.S. Supreme Court has declined to take up a lawsuit filed by the auto dealers in Minnesota challenging a new state rule uh, that's championed by Governor Walz. Uh, Minnesota became the first state in the Midwest to adopt California's stricter tailpipe emission standards because of climate change, of course. Yes. The new rule, which encountered stiff opposition from Republicans, also includes a mandate for automakers to bolster their stock of all-electric and hybrid vehicles. See, this is where I get mad. I don't like the government telling private businesses what they can and cannot stock. Did you see the video of the reporter that took uh, Biden's um, press gal to task on why um, they want to, why does this administration want to shut down um, automobile industry and oil companies? Yeah. And she said, why do you think they want to do that? And he said, because you want to end it's fossil happening. fuel use. It's happening. And she didn't have a, she didn't have a response. The new rule, which encountered 
But not everyone was on board. The Minnesota Auto Dealers Association filed suit against the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, claiming the claiming regulatory overreach. Now, now keep in mind that's an unelected body, mm-hmm. and they're telling you what you're going to drive. I don't want them to. The Minnesota Court of Appeals upheld the state's clean air mandates, and the state Supreme Court denied the case in May, prompting the appeal to the big guys, the Supreme Court. In its petition to the high court, MATA, the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association, their lawyers claimed tying the state's air quality regulations to California's folly. California is, is not Minnesota. It does not have California's smog and air pollution problems so long as Canada keeps its forests from burning down. That's what the lawyers told the Supreme Court. The president of the Dealers Association, Scott, we know Scott, don't we, Scott Lambert? Friend of GL, yes. Said auto dealers were disappointed with the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. We believe using California's rules is not a good fit for Minnesota, Lambert said. Well, he's being very... Diplomatic, isn't he? It, it's worse than not a good fit. It's ridiculous. Right. Minnesota dealers are happy to sell customers electric vehicles if that's what they want, but we're not in favor of a mandate that requires us to stock vehicles that have little demand. This is Sensum's razor, isn't it? Does it common say- sense <clears throat> cannot exist because right. of too many other variables at play here. I can't find anywhere a quota that every dealer must have a certain amount of vehicles on their lot. All I see is 14,000 new electric vehicles on their lots, lots, plural. Transportation is the state's leading source of global warming emissions. Well, uh, I can find you scientific uh, graphs that say that's not warming. That's not science, Joe. Denier. The new clean car rules take effect January 1st, covering the 2025 car and truck models. Environmental advocates in Minnesota relish the win. Clean transportation is not only important for our health, but it's necessary for our economy. J. Drake Hamilton, a senior director for science policy for the St. Paul-based nonprofit Fresh Energy, said... How many of these groups are there, do you think? I can't wait till you're done so I can put a possible uh, positive spin on this. Transitioning to a zero-emissions vehicle fleet will provide good-paying jobs and save consumers money at the pump. Clichés. That's clichés. What are the jobs? You need fewer people to make an electric car. You need a lot of people for the mining, but you are the same people that don't like the mining. Right. The MPCA notes the rule does not apply to existing vehicles or used vehicles for sale, nor does it require emissions testing or the outright purchase of an electric vehicle. Okay, they're claiming we're not demanding the outright purchase of an electric vehicle, but you have a timeline in mind when the only vehicles available will be electric. Well, not yet. 19, uh, 2030? But possibly in the future, depending on what California does. It gets complicated and weird. Well, California has already banned uh, gas-powered cars after the year 2035. So here's the deal. Um, This in Minnesota, this is for 2024 only. The regulation requiring EVs to be stocked in Minnesota would only be in effect for that one year because California has updated its regulations 
to ban the sale of new internal combustion engines in 2035. So the Walls administration has two options here. Drop it or adopt California's rule. And it also says or we should be, we should follow either California or the federal environmental standards. There are no federal environmental standards, so it's California or drop it. What do you think Walls is going to do? California. Yeah, yeah. We might be screwed. Because Walls has been a thorough disappointment. There's no reason to believe he'll come to his senses now. And you know he wants to move to Washington, Joe. You know he does. Well, we'll have to warn the country, won't we? Yeah. Well, what it'll do. Yeah. I just don't want the government telling me what car to drive. The government knows no more about the air than I do. Right. Or the future, or how long it will take, or what amount of... The government says every supermarket has to have 300 pounds of kale on hand all the time. <laughs> the government says that golf shops can only sell Titleist balls. Yeah. The government, you know, we could go on and on and on. They're all ludicrous. All of them. of those surveyed said they were very or somewhat likely to consider an EV when buying their next vehicle. This is terribly interesting. If it wasn't so reflective of the incompetence we suffer from. Minnesota has launched a program for rebates of $2,500 and $600 for new and used EV purchases, respectively. That's more than people got back uh, on this fake uh, refund deal from the surplus. This government, which takes your money, will now give you more to implement their electric vehicle wishes than they will for the overtaxation you've suffered. That's very telling. Uh, Still suffering, by the way. And by the way... There's already a surplus. (laughs) Yeah. uh, By the way, the incompetence is so profound that we now learn... I chose a public radio story. NPR news story. (laughs) Minnesota budget official said Monday that the state's surplus is on track to be 50% larger than projected this year. (laughs) Minnesota brought in more revenue from taxes and fees than forecast this spring and spent slightly less than expected. The result, a balance of $820 million higher than the $1.6 billion prior projection. Minnesota Management and Budget reported in its end-of-the-year fiscal analysis. The extra funds are set to be added to the state surplus for the next budget cycle. State officials earlier this year said their two-year projected budget surplus, $17.5 billion, was testimony to the fact that Minnesota had withstood the challenges posed by COVID-19 and outpaced the U.S. economy. I, 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 I don't see it that way. The bulk of that surplus was divvied up in the budget setting process earlier this year. Lawmakers are expected to take up a supplemental budget bill and capital investment bill in 2024. No, what they did is they created ways to spend that money, which means that you will have to create that $18 billion in perpetuity, only to discover that they'll they'll even increase that now that they've discovered they got their budget wrong. Do this math for me. Did you give me a total yet? I have 1.6, that's projected, yeah. plus $820 million. What's the final number there? Give me the number. A balance of Two, 820 higher 2. than 1.4, right? 
two and six is uh, two point. We're already at two point four billion. I wonder if they've spent it yet. Well, that's the oh, problem. They will spend it. Yeah, you in the back. Um, twenty two hours ago. Yeah, your governor. Yep, King Walls. Yep. <laughs> Just announced a new program. Dear Another leader. One, huh? $316 million yeah. to boost pay for child care providers in the state of Minnesota. We can, hey, we can afford we can that. Afford Joe, that. it's <laughs> nothing. Cut. Somebody cut a check. Where's my checkbook? Well, we, we are going to make this the first state in the nation to provide direct funding to support the child care workforce. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that I'll have zero fraud. Zero fraud. <laughs> Oh, there was a story about fraud uh, in one of the papers, too. Where did I see that? Oh, Sahan no. Journal, uh, food fraud. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Well, and listen, this, this ties right into what I can tell you about what the center of the American experiment has going. The Let's Golden go. Turkey Awards. Minnesota's government wastes money. Really? That's just in. Each year, the center of the American experiment gives out the Golden Turkey Award to the best waste of money, and right now they're accepting nominations. I, I said yesterday, and I'll stick with it, the surplus. They're wasting $18 billion. Now 24. If you have an example of ridiculous spending in Minnesota's government, go to americanexperiment.org slash golden turkey. The finalists will be named October 30. That's a Monday. That's a day before Halloween. And the winner of the 2024 Golden Turkey Award gets an electric car. No, I'm kidding. No, they don't get a, they don't get an electric car. I'm kidding. But the winner will be announced on November 22nd right here on GL. Let's go. The winner of the Center of the American Experiments Golden Turkey Awards will be announced here. If you have an example of ridiculous spending in Minnesota's government, and don't we all, yep. go to americanexperiment.org slash golden turkey. Make golden turkey one word. And then submit your ridiculous example and try to win yourself what we call a golden turkey. John. Yes, sir. When you get to your midway point uh-huh. of your newscast, yes, will you please throw it to Rookie? And Rookie, what I need, need a Ray and Welter heating. Copy. Please. I think we were getting a no-hitter last night. I didn't know the first Arizona batter got a hit. <laughs> then he mowed down 15 straight. Schwarber let off with a bomb. John, and yeah, it's just going forward, North American North American Banking Company. Company. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. For the foreseeable. Foreseen future. future. Okay. Foreseeable. Um, Somebody had a great remark. Didn't we try that with the child care already? It was rife with fraud. Rife. Good word. We Joe, the answer is we did. We did try that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got the Albert Einstein here do rocking right now. What's up, Heine? What's he talking about? Who is Rook talking to? I don't know. 
Joe, I gave myself a haircut this morning. How does it look? Good. Like that? Looks good, Kenny. Thanks. Do you go front to back or back to front with the all the way around? Have you seen my buddy's got one of those that it it's the size of a coffee cup and you just do this. Cool. And it shaves your whole melon. I don't want it shaved. I want it uh, at a four. That's a four? My parents had the home kit back in the day. Yeah? They gave up on it. Okay. Yeah. You all had the same haircut, huh? Pretty John, nice. you know who I'm in love with? I have been. Uh, I've been in love with her for a long, long time. Jean Ooh. Arthur. Jean Arthur. I love the sound Jean of her voice. Arthur. I'm not sure I know yeah. who that is. Who's Jean Arthur? She is a starlet, John, from the what? 40s. Oh, another you know 40s gal for you. A, that word is a good word. There are no current starlets. Starlets. That I'm aware of. She was elegant and a oh, good actor. Very, very pretty. Good at, good at uh, serious roles and also good at comedic roles. Because all the body parts back then were real. <laughs> so it was a rare deal to find a, you know, a big unit, mm-hmm. you know, set. Right. Set. Well, she was the gallant Shane. Huh. I don't uh, necessarily. Like it was uh, later on. Shane was in the what late fifties, wasn't it? Why did you ask him if he why likes? Do I, oh, why early did, what do you want to know for? I just want to know if he liked parades. And you gave me you an honest like answer. Parades? What? I was thinking about a parade. You guys have time for a post show today? No, I actually don't because I, I don't. Two o'clock safety Mike. meeting. I might have to leave early. He's being briefed. I am. We're going to be done at uh, one twenty-five. All right, let's go here. Can we um, remember let's to have one before tomorrow. the council tomorrow? Sure. Yes. Before the council. But it's up to you to do the reminding. Um, I'll remind <laughs> you, Kenny. Probably forget them. All right, I'm rolling. <clears throat> Here's a man that doesn't like parades. It's Joe Suchere. Okay, Chris, why do you turn this down? I didn't do it. I was doing a live liner. Do they give you anxiety like daytime television? Okay, Chris, why doesn't that work right now? Somebody cue me. Uh, Go ahead, I Ken. got you right here. It's time to play. <laughs> I don't know why. So my trail cam, yesterday my trail cam captured a trespasser. Ooh. A buxom blonde looked hey, awfully now. familiar. Uh, I actually might live with her, but what was noticeable, uh, notable, uh, notable about this trespasser is uh, what she was driving. It was a Polaris Ranger. When I think Polaris Ranger, I think MoonMotorsports.com, family-owned and operated 50 years. Moon, yes, Polaris Rangers, you better believe it. Sportsman, yeah, Can-Am, Honda, Yamaha, Skidoo, they are off-road experts here in Minnesota, and boy, did she pick a hell of a day to go for a ride in a side-by-side. That's what it's all about in this state. Was she Getting, shooting stuff? No. Uh, she, well, she had her camera with, oh. uh, if that counts. Uh, she was she was shooting red oak trees, which are in full bloom Inside right now. <laughs> okay, thanks, Chris. That was very smooth, and I appreciate your expertise. You're Sorry, a true Kenny. professional. Sorry. Um, ATVs, <laughs> side-by-side, snowmobiles, Moon Motorsports has all of them, the largest inventory selection in the region you can see all the new and used units at moonmotorsports.com and if you like the outdoors they can set you up from summer fall winter and back into spring moon has the machine for you if you're unsure about what you need just ask somebody there 
Uh, the men and women that work there, they're, you know, they're just like us. They're into the outdoors. If you need to store your bike for the winter, reserve a spot right now today. They've been in Monticello for over 50 years, 25 minutes west of the metro, south side of 94, west of 25, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. London, Madrid, Bangkok, Moscow, the Twin Cities. From the four corners of the world, from the news capitals at home and abroad, the day's headlines brought into focus the issues and events that shape our time. Garage Logic, the information beacon of Minnesota, presents the John Height News Experience. An up-to-the-minute commentary from one of journalism's most trusted voices, five-time winner of the Gopher Newshawk Award. Now, with all the news fit to broadcast, Here's John Height. Turn it up, baby. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to jail today. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yeah. In the news, officers from the Minnesota DNR are investigating incidents where a timber wolf was found shot dead and more than a dozen dead ducks were found on the side of the road in Morrison County. A Facebook post from DNR officials said the wolf was killed near Buckman while the remains of the ducks were found dumped on the side of the road in Little Falls. DNR officials said in the post, quote, this behavior is not only illegal, it gives all hunters a bad name. Some of the ducks were found fully intact. Others were only partially cleaned. Uh, Shooting wolves is illegal in Minnesota due to their federally protected status, meaning they can only be killed when defending human life. If you have any information on either of the incidents, you're asked to contact the Turn-In Poachers Hotline at 800-652-9093. Callers can remain. Anonymous. Why wouldn't you eat the ducks? Joe, Morrison County. Go. Monoman, Marshall, Martin, Morrison, Mower, Murray, McLeod. No, Morris, uh, McLeod, Meeker, Malax, Morrison, Mower, Murray, Metamucil. Metamucil. You're right. Monoman, Marshall, Martin, McLeod, Meeker, Malax, Morrison, Mower, Murray. Got it. Duck, duck breast. Oh, uh, I love it. Here's what you do, Matthew. You get a hold of some duck breasts. You okay. marinate them in Kikuman soy sauce for the afternoon. Okay. Wrap them in bacon. Put them on the grill for about 30 seconds. Ooh. And they are so, I bet that's pretty good. so good. Oh. <laughs> and um, so anybody who threw away ducks, uh, I'm sorry, we have a problem. Anybody that shot a, a, a wolf and let it lay? Yeah, we probably don't have a problem. <laughs> you, you don't care, do you? That's, that. you know, that's, that's, <laughs> min, ducks, that's Minnesota taking care of Minnesota <laughs> right there. Yeah, ducks. yeah, the duck thing, that is egregious. Current conditions uh, in South St. Paul at 7.45 a.m. The roast was put in the crock pot. Stick of butter, dry ranch, brown gravy, oh. carrots, onions, and uh, some special sauce. Is that that's what I had a week or yes. so ago? And it's on low. It's Tuesday. It's gonna cook for. It's Tuesday. Yeah, but she's working at the learn to learn at the so she comes home late. So it's boiled huh. meat. This is my lemon pepper steak. <laughs> this is my night for dinner. Huh? Do you have a Do you have a dish? <laughs> <laughs> apparently not. He's got just one. Apparently. Hot dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, the story I so wait what, one more one more food yeah. thing for Such. Uh, uh, the roommate came home with a tub of cottage cheese so big. I don't like the it, word tub. It had a handle on it. <laughs> what? Like an ice cream tub? Wow. Like, 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 that's a tub. <laughs> like it was 
pa- tile paste or What's something. What's been on sale, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wow. It cracked me up, though. It was, that's, not a, that's a bucket. That's a whole yeah. bucket. There's only certain meals that I can eat cottage cheese with. Number one. Really? Oh, anything with a red sauce, I could eat cottage here's, cheese. Here's, here's Kenny's tip with cottage cheese. A fresh tomato. Oh, slice yeah. it. Cover it. Slather it with salt. Big dollop of cottage cheese. Cover that with pepper. Go to town. Uh, Go with ahead, the name, John. with the well, with the name of height being from North Dakota, I got to tell you about the case nip, which are just little dough things filled with cottage cheese and oh, fried that sounds butter. Good. Okay. Oh my god, so good. Or is it going to turn into the WWE? Let's go. Show? It's fine. <laughs> it's uh, that uh, story Joe had uh, that you had Joe on NPR. Uh, uh, there's a little more too that we can add to it that'll make you shake your head. Uh, first right. is as Joe said, NPR reporting in its quarterly update, the management budget folks said overall tax collections over the last few months blew by all projections. The collections exceeded estimates by 400 million, or almost seven percent. Uh, now, they also reported they overestimated how many Minnesotans would be eligible for tax rebate checks. And that means uh, all that money that they put aside for rebates, uh, there was a bunch left over. 100, yeah. $144 million to be Yeah, exact. they don't have to give that up. Are that's, you kidding that's me? Theirs. No. Yeah, that's their money. When lawmakers approved the one-time rebates this spring, they had projections of a give back that would top $1.1 billion, while the final amount was below $1 billion. The difference was noted in a quarterly economic memo released by Minnesota's finance agency. A Department of Revenue official said they used 2019 income tax returns to set the estimate. And uh, while they weren't quite right, right, they said that led to an overcount of how many dependents could be covered. Okay, question. If they were going to take that money and then send it to us, would that mean each one of us would get a check for like 20 bucks? <laughs> Does anybody know? Can I we don't do know. The no, no idea. No right. On the third rail, have you noticed when you get video from inside the Capitol uh, that these frauds are walking around and they're trailed by about 15 people? Yes. Staff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sick offense. This just phony Jim Jordan has always got about 15 people around him. Yeah. What, what, what the hell is this? And then you see him go into his office, and it's just this magnificent office with his name in mahogany on the outside. These people truly, <clears throat> truly are living a life separate well, from the rest of us. You know what? All they're doing, one of them is updating his Pornhub status. Yeah. The other one's ordering lunch. Uh, the other one's taking care of his babysitting. It's no, they, and uh, the breathless twenty-seven-year-old women are hoping that they can meet somebody, and it's just, it's just, it's just they're in their own world. That Joe, it makes me sick. It makes me sick, Joe. <laughs> they all have the the uh, they all have the paddles like in Blazing Saddles at Mel Brooks when he was governor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how come yeah. I always how come yes. I always get a warped one? <laughs> Is Jim Jordan going to be the speaker? Well, he, the first he's vote failed. Yeah, he's short. So we, but he's we Trump's we guy. Yeah. Throw Emmer in there. Let's go. Emmer's Trump's guy. Emmer's never said an unkind word about Trump that I, I'm aware of. I trust him. He doesn't have the balls to stand on his own. I would say he's that a to Minnesotan. His, <laughs> I would say that to his face, but I also I trust him. I also trust him more than anybody else out there. Well, thanks to the Republican Party, the Democrats will continue to rule over us like right. kings and queens. There were no serious injuries after a collision between a and school bus. And who does bus. Dean Phillips think he is? I don't know. Does this moron think he's presidential Just timber? Go make some vodka. Are you kidding really? me? Really? 
Uh, this is amazing. I mean, I know. I mean, I mean, I mean you have to, sometimes you have to proceed with. I know. I, mean, I know. I mean, that's just your opinion, man. I like it when you guys get literally, like literally, yeah. literally. At the end of the day, right? <laughs> and no offense intended, but I know, right? Well, what's your phrase? Uh, that one kills me. I know, right? I know. <laughs> no, what's your one today? Um, literally. Li- uh, quite literally. Quite, quite, quite literally. Quite literally. Yeah. There were no serious injuries after a collision between a school bus and a car, according to the Brooklyn Park Police Department. It happened yesterday at 97th Avenue and Fall Gold Parkway. Uh, neither the driver of the bus nor 28 students on the bus reported to have any injuries. The driver of the car suffered minor injuries. According to authorities, there were no signs of impairment by either driver, and the cause of the crash is still under investigation. Brooklyn Park Police were assisted by Minnesota State Patrol and Osseo School District Transportation staff. There was yet. another one this morning, Sorry, John. Me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but I don't think there any kids were on the bus. Oh, got it. Hey, if Emmer has consensus i'd go for emerus speaker okay well you don't have any say in the matter of course not so you're just uh, yeah i just okay. pay them that's all right. i do i just paid them yeah why don't we take a quick break here and uh hear from our friend the rookie funny that you come to me when things start to heat up <laughs> <laughs> if you want to heat up your home then you go directly to welterheating.com. They don't have any funny jingles. You know, it's like, <laughs> if your house ain't hot, it's not heat you got, call Ray Welter. You think that'll fly? No. Walter's, Rick's going to reject that one. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if you want to give them your own jingle, you can. And it can be great, or it can be refused by the mayor of Garage Logic, like mine just was. Shut down. You know what you don't want shut down? You don't want your heating unit this shut down right now. This is a very strange ad. It's really. And you know what? The Welter family, they I mean, don't. I mean, I mean Welters. How do we know them? Well, because they've been around 100 years, and it's four generations. I mean, what do they do? That's they just your out. opinion, man. Yeah, it's my opinion, man, that they're going to shut down your cooling system. Who is this Welter people? 100 years, four generations. They're not going anywhere. And again, they don't have uh, quirky stuff on their vans, the jingle or whatever. No, they are, it's got you. They got me. <laughs> Boy, they're scraping the barrel. The lowest of the low. But the smartest certified text you're going to find in the metro area, 612-825-6867. 612-825-6867. A human being will answer and get your questions answered. It's a live human being. It's not a computer. Request an appointment online, welterheating.com. Thanks to the Welter family for their support of Garage Logic. Not a Garage Logic town council member. Here's what you're missing. It's Grant's birthday, so we need to wish Grant a birthday. Who's Happy that? birthday. Grant produces Lori and Julia down the hall. I don't know Grant. Grant is the kid. And I don't give a that it's his birthday. Yeah, why, why do I have to do that? Well, no, Rocco's he's, putting he's, together yeah. something. Tell Grant to kiss my big fat butt. That's his birthday wish. Grant, I, kiss uh, it. Hey, Grant, if I knew who you were, I'd wish you a happy birthday. Grant had you sign that really cool microphone. BFD. <laughs> Grant's, okay. Grant's a Grant good, good fella. Grant's one of the nicest That's kids in the building. He really is, and he's a That's huge why I don't fan like of the you, show. Grant. You're way too nice. <laughs> Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com.
I think... Love it. I think I've heard those on a radio station in Alexandria. Really? Yeah. We're, we're, uh, One of ours. we're syndicated up there. Not we. Uh, this. It company. might be on that uh, HBI radio station. Give me a second, please. Rook, could I make that what you're making today? Yes. But you wouldn't go tonight. You'd put it on in the morning. All you do is go get a roast, throw it in there. What is it called? A beef roast? You can get a chuck roast, arm roast. Uh, arm? Rump roast. Yeah, it's, there's all sorts of different. You just just go get a roast. Who is chuck? Throw it in there, <laughs> butter, and those two items. And you can or cannot add potatoes. What kind of pot? A big pot? No, a crock pot. A crock pot. Oh so God. are they the round ones with the, the glass top? Yes, yes. Uh, Put it on low uh, and let it sit for all day. nine hours. This would be in. this would be some content for the website. Can I wear a chef's hat? Yes. Aaron, yes. Matt, <laughs> Matthew. An apron. Go over there with one of your kids to run the camera. Yeah, but don't you have to have something with it? Hey, well, you have potatoes in there. In there. You can veggies, potato yeah. chips, dummy. Fritos. Fritos go with everything. You can do mashed potatoes, or you can just leave the potatoes, potatoes cook in there, and then you take them out, I mean, and you got the deal. I mean, oh man, is that I can't potato wait chips what with are you gravy? Have with it? Gravy There's already carrots in there. That's a bowl lunch. of gravy. Potatoes. Um, what else is in there? Is it like a? Uh, uh, a stew. Does it just fall off the fork type yes, deal? Yes, if you do it right, it should. You can occasionally get a bad um, bad roast. roast, but that's just you're rolling the that's dice. That's the luck of the draw. Yeah. What do you do about dessert in this situation, Matthew? Uh, you go with Emma's, a pie or a cake or what? Uh, you can stop at Mr. Pie or something. People, you know, people like cake. People uh, like cake. People like cake. A lot of people like a lot cake. Of, a lot of people like cake. A lot of people like cake. <laughs> frosting. The frosting. White. Like to lick the I like, beaters. I like the white frosting. A lot oh, of people voice like it. isn't that high. Get your voice lower. A lot of people like <laughs> frosting. We all tend to sound like Dr. Evil when we practice. It's a hard Hello? voice. Well, yes, it's a hard voice to get. A lot of people like frosting. Okay, you got the face down and the I, hands. I, but I, I, I don't have the... It's like doing Jesse. You have to have... Or you're going to be, and you have to be at that right level. And I, <clears throat> a lot of people like little people. <laughs> That's Dr. Evil. The little people walking around, <laughs> not very tall. <laughs> you're doing Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. See, I, but see, that's where I have to stop now because you have a complex. I'm going to start doing that. and I've got to find a, a new thing. A level. Thank Level. My baby's <laughs> on the level. Uh, for dessert, you would go to uh, Grand Avenue and get uh, Trace Leche from Cafe Latte. Now, you got to remember, I've been drinking Leche. wine all day, so I can't drive anywhere. So this oh. dessert needs to be planned Chips out. Chips Ahoy, I... you got a bag of cookies in the drawer <laughs> there. You're good. Perfect. Chips Ahoy will go Done. Yeah. That'll pair with that, especially yeah. with that muscatel yeah. you're drinking. Yeah. You know what I like to do with my cookies is I have some of this whipped cream in a can, you know, that you can go... <laughs> Ready whip. That, that stuff? Ready whip. Yeah. I put that, that on cookies. That was a great sound effect. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people like whipped cream. No, that's 
That's too feminine and too high. A lot it's, of people like feminine. No, no eunuch. Eunuch. No eunuch. Let's go here. Yeah, ready, Ken? 59 minutes. Uh, yeah. I'm rolling. It's time to play Love in a Hardware Store. Again? There's... Are you going to hit something? He looks like he's going to hit something. It doesn't work. No, you Fighting keep... the demagogues of diversity. <laughs> it's Joe Suchere. There's a GLer driving around the Don't United play that States. Don't love the hardware anymore. I didn't play it the first time. Well, who did? Me? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. There's a GLer driving around the country. With the cleanest cylinders the world has ever right. seen. The young Paul Suchere dropped a huge knowledge bomb on us this week, and I'm going to go with it all week because it blew me away. It's something I've never considered. Two I've ounces. always, I've always put. You don't like need a, the whole can. I've put it in before the oil change. Paul, being smarter than the rest of us, and more of a GLer than his older brother, not really. Well, maybe puts a couple of ounces in his crankcase. That's right. Every oil change, that crank is happy and clean and joyous. Does he ever throw any right down the yap? I like throwing it right down the yap. What's the yap? The carburetor, injector, well, air cleaner. I, no, I, I don't know. Does he ever throw it in the gas tank? Oh, yeah. Because these are all areas where you can throw the seafoam motor Many treatment. Many orifices. Many. It, it were, if you could tip the car upside down that's and dump right. it down the tailpipe, that's it right. would work. It would. It, that's how amazing it is. And even more amazing, you can find this stuff the world over. It doesn't matter where you go. Tiny little general stores in, in Newfoundland, wherever the hell that is. That's up oh. in, uh, that's out uh, east. <laughs> or uh, Havana. I bet you they have uh, seafoam in Havana. Why wouldn't they? Well, because they're a bunch of commie liars. <laughs> they don't well, it was, it was going so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> let me get back on track. A local company with a global reach and truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Is seafoam made in Minnesota? They are a Minnesota company. Or just shipped company. and uh, pro uh, marketed from here. I think they're based out of Eden Prairie, and So it's if I made right, right there. Could they be. must have a refinery. Could be. These are questions I'm not willing to, um, yeah, no more think, questions. That's extra. Please. You have to pay extra for that. Just yeah. want to commit to it, I think, at Here's this point. John. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Back to the news. U.S. President Joe Biden will visit Israel tomorrow to show support for its war on Hamas after Washington said Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had agreed to let humanitarian aid reach besieged Gazans. Israel has vowed to annihilate the Hamas movement that controls Gaza after Hamas terrorists killed 1,300 Israelis, mostly civilians, during a rampage through uh, southern Israeli towns on October 7th, the deadliest single day in Israel's 75-year history, over 3,000 Israelis injured in the terrorist attacks. In answer, Israel has bombarded the Gaza Strip with airstrikes. They've killed about 2,800 Palestinians, driven about half of the 2.3 million Gazans from their homes. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced uh, Biden's planned visit at the end of hours of talks with Netanyahu, in which he said Netanyahu had agreed to develop a plan to get humanitarian aid to civilians. Washington also trying to rally Arab states to help head off a wider regional war after Iran pledged preemptive action 
from its allies, which include the Hezbollah movement in Lebanon. After Israel, Biden is expected to travel to Jordan to meet King Abdullah and Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Uh, Jim Jordan, we had our first vote of the day here, and I just saw the results. Let me uh, pull that up here if I can find it. Uh, Jim Jordan fell short of the 217 votes needed to succeed uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, in the first ballot today. Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat, bested Jordan, drawing 212 votes to Jordan's 200. There were 20 votes for other candidates. Uh, you need 217 to get the position. The night before the vote today, several Republican lawmakers emerged from the House GOP conference meeting saying they won't vote for Jordan. Jordan, however, came out of the meeting confidence, eventually, uh, confident he will eventually be elected Speaker of the House. Although as of now, first ballot today, he falls 17 votes short. Uh, help me understand something. Real quick look up Jim Jordan. Was he at Ohio State as a wrestling coach? Correct. What am I thinking yes. of? Yes. He was. Mm -hmm. And didn't he ignore, cover up, or was not aware of what, some terrible problems there in the Sexual assault allegations. On the wrestling team? I believe so. Yeah, yes. really? Did he just look the other way on that? Or what? Find John, that you're going to have to help me here. The wrestlers say he looked the other way. He denies that, of course, saying he didn't know anything about it. Uh, but members of the wrestling team said he was well aware of everything that was going on. They went to him with the problems. He saw the problems happening and that he did nothing about them. Was it so some boy. of the wrestlers who were misbehaving and the other no. wrestlers uh, turned them in? It was, a, I believe, a doctor slash trainer person yeah. who was uh, involved in the uh, abuse of wrestlers. All for Pete's And yeah. the sexual uh, abuse. and He does yes, not offer that on his Wikipedia page. He looks like a wrestler, <laughs> a college-type wrestler. Yeah. Little fruitcake. At least... <laughs> At least three Minnesota Republicans are supporting Jordan to become the next House Speaker. Representatives Brad Finstead and Michelle Fishbach have stated their support for Jordan. A source familiar with House Majority Whip Tom Emmer's decision said he also supports Jordan. There was no reply from Pete Stauber's office on Jordan. From the uh, No Bleep Sherlock column, Aging leaders of the Republican Democratic Party should step aside and make room for a new generation, according to former California governor and actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can't you just remove party affiliation from that sentence? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, 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 you could. Uh, speaking at the Wall Street Journal's Tech Live conference, Schwarzenegger alluded to recent instances of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell freezing and falling silent without naming him and said people in that position should start thinking about stepping aside and letting a newer generation step in and fill the vacuum. Asked whether he thinks President Biden should run for president, he said he wouldn't tell any politician not to run, but, quote, I just believe we should look for a new breed in both parties. Feinstein's dead and she's still voting. <laughs> Put it up. Where's the drum roll? Put drum roll. Boom, boom. <laughs> Police on a Tuesday shot. <laughs> thank you. Shot dead a suspected Tunisian extremist accused of gunning down two Swedish soccer fans in a brazen assault on a Brussels street that sent shockwaves through Belgium and Sweden. Hours after the suspect disappeared into the night and a manhunt was launched in the capital, Interior Ministry Annalise Verlinden posted on X that the perpetrator in the attack has been identified and 
has died. Amateur videos posted on social media Monday's attack showed a man wearing an orange fluorescent vest pull up on a scooter, take out a large weapon, and open fire on people getting out of a taxi. He chased them into a building to gun them down. He was also filmed calmly loading his weapon as cars slowly drove by. Questions remain unanswered over how a man who was on police files for the past decade thought to be radicalized and being sought for deportation was able to obtain a military weapon and launch such an attack. Did you guys see any of that video? No, I did not. Uh, no, I riding around yeah. town on a thing, just shooting at random and then stops. And, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it was very frightening. Disturbing. Uh, disturbing, yes. A bizarre raid saw a SWAT team arrest four squatters running an illegal strip club out of a suburban Atlanta home. Oh, well, we alleged- needed SWAT for that, huh? which allegedly had everything from dancers to horses on the property neighbors. Uh, and it's, it's not out in the country either. It's Uh-oh. a, it's a, it's a suburb that you don't that see first tent you hit where the guy says human or horse. Here's what which gets one? me. Yes. Isn't it enough to squat and you'd, you'd want to be quiet about it. They get in there and say, now that we're in here, what the hell? Let's have a strip. Let's have a chicken fights in yeah. the basement, the horse rides out back. Uh, neighbors have been complaining, and they were finally able to get authorities to come out to the home after complaining about next door's noises. In addition to the illegal dancers, there were noisy parties held at the race on weekends, also car races on the street. Noisy one, parties. <laughs> one unidentified neighbor said they would get live horses. One day there, they had a bunch of live horses. The neighbors not only lost sleep, but would wake up the next day to piles of trash in front of the home. They also were annoyed, they said, by occasional gunfire going off in the area and the stench of marijuana. After levying several complaints, police and the SWAT team finally showed up at the house last Sunday. An officer said the last straw was a license plate reader discovering a stolen car on the premises. The driver of the stolen car initially refused to come out when pressed by police before they moved in. Once officers got inside, they found another stolen car, stolen IDs, and even stolen credit cards. Mm. Uh, four people were arrested. Uh, two of them have no arrest records, but two of them have lengthy rap sheets dating back to 1995 and 1986. Uh, they were squatters. They had no right to be there. Police say they are contacting the actual owner of the home to find out if he perhaps could give them a little more information on what exactly was going on. So reporting is it what it used to be. We don't know why the house was empty. No, no, not but at this point. We do have a question to my ignorant aunt's, uh, ing- ignorant ass question, or we have an answer. Yeah, SWAT was needed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Well, it was yeah. sounds yeah. like a good idea yeah. to call in the SWAT team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, boy, this sounds like something from a TV show. Merle Hefferman told the crematory manager of the funeral home he wanted to make things disappear. The manager, Levi Phipps, thought Hefferman could only be talking about one thing, human bodies. Federal prosecutors spelled out in most graphic detail yet how Hefferman, a member of the Hells Angels of Sonoma County, used his connection at a Fresno funeral home to incinerate the body of Joel Silva, a murdered member of the biker gang back in the summer of 2014. Also included in the new allegations, Silva was one of just four bodies that Hefferman directed to be illegally cremated at the funeral home that the Hells Angels called the pizza oven. 
Efferman pleaded guilty in December to obstructing justice by getting rid of Silva's body, but has not yet been charged or convicted in the other three alleged cremations. His plea came as part of a much larger racketeering takedown of 12 members of the Hells Angels of Sonoma County. Part of the same case, three other members of the gang were convicted of killing Silva. Brian went convicted of shooting him in the head and two other members convicted of murder for orchestrating the killing of Silva. It's not a bad side hustle. It's kind of the modern day Woo's Pigs, right? Remember Woo's Pigs <laughs> sure. from, from Deadwood? Deadwood. I didn't yeah. see Deadwood. Yeah, they'd throw the bodies in the pigsty there, and the pigs would take care of them. Oh, yeah. yeah what did they do with the bones? Pigs would take care of that. Hmm. Yep. Working yeah. relationship uh, with Mr. Well, John, thank you. Sure. That was a, a terrible note to go out on, but well, you know. what are you going to do? I thought it was fascinating. It gave me a, an idea for a, a entre entrepreneurship. I don't know. Maybe. I got a plug that I need to do, if you would be so kind. It has to do with Second Stork, and we are having our second annual Stork Fest Tuesday, November 2nd at 6 o'clock. Uh, it is at Mancini's Rathskeller. Pat Mancini and Johnny Mancini were very generous last year. Live music music from the Goombas, Cash Bar, Appetizers, a lot of activities. It's a blast. Sign up at secondstork.org. Tickets are 50 bucks, and if you uh, were nice enough to generate some funds when you bought a map, if you didn't, this is a really fun night, and Pat Mancini plays in that band, and he goes crazy. It's a completely different Pat Mancini. Hmm. So Storkfest. Thursday, November 2nd, 6 o'clock. Tickets at secondstork.org for information. Well, in the meantime... Thank you. In the meantime, yep. get the Grunhoffers. I just noticed something. What do you got? You can win a 10-pound prime rib roast by signing a ticket at Grunhoffers, either in Hugo or in Forest Lake. Okay. But they say winner will be selected Thursday, October 14th. There is no such thing as Thursday, October 14th. I've been reading this wrong. I've been Good reading point. this in error. Was it out? Today's the 17th. Yeah, Friday was the 13th. Saturday was the 14th. Yeah, maybe the winner has been announced already, or it means Thursday, October 19th, maybe. Well, In any see. event, it's you know what? If you miss out the, on the 10-pound prime rib, uh, load up on everything else. The brats, the burgers, the steaks, meat and cheese, snack packs. They even have cookies now, Grunhofer's cookies. And uh, you can treat yourself or someone else, and the flavors vary daily. Taco Tuesdays just got better. Taco lovers. Always. Taco, taco Bratwurst. Add Taco Brat. This is Tuesday. Add Taco Bratwurst to your tar ta taco. Huh? What? <laughs> yep. You can do that. Your Taco Tuesday mealtime. Now I understand. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for me. Uh, well, for some reason, I was going Tarker. 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 It was Taco. They don't spell Tarkers. <laughs> It's a meat emporium. GLers know what I'm talking about. GLers flock to Grunhofer's. It's Grunhofer's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Pork and stuffing pinwheels. Okay. That's what's on there. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Their uh, Instagram right and now. And Grunhofer's in Forest Lake just east of 35 on Highway 97. And uh, coming soon, a third Grunhofer's location in the White Bear Lake area. What are Angus you showing me? sirloin tip oh, roast. Come That's on. what you would That's get. That's what Reavers are looking for. You wanted to make tips. Well, they got, right Is there. that what you make tips with? That's it's right, Joe. A beautiful, a beautiful piece of meat. 
That's what I should get to try the meal. Yeah, you should. Hey, write it out for me. All right. Write out the whole, that. or else I'll get the recipe from Grunhoffers. They're also good at that. Yeah, there isn't anything they don't know about meat at Grunhoffers in Hugo and Forest Lake. Yeah. Okay. Are you batching it right now? Are you a bachelor? No. Oh. But it's an age-old problem in the union that uh, I don't cook. Why is that a problem? Well, because she gets tired of it. Joe, well, what was the name of that uh, meat you wanted to get from Grunhoffers? <laughs> don't you have... <laughs> Porky Pig over there. <laughs> don't you have... Uh, like in a, like I do all the yard, I do all the snow. Yeah, I so take, do I. I take care of all of that, and then I even do my own laundry, and then that relieves me. I mean, she knows better than to have me cook. It'd be be a fucking disaster. Disaster. It'd be ketchup sandwich. Uh, can you get that um, anywhere? Uh, yes. So uh, make at sure a good, at a good butcher. You're well, going to get that lens. Get it at Grunhofer's then. Right. Just go in and say, I need an Angus sirloin tip roast. Yeah. Or you can do any kind of roast. You can do a chuck roast. You can but do why a... are you recommending this kind? Because that was just what popped up on What if, based upon Joe's ad, I order a... I just rewatched Fish Called Wanda. Two days ago. It was Kevin Klein, right? Yes, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. he was brilliant in that role. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was so I annoying. He was so annoying, Deb couldn't watch it because he was driving her crazy. Well, usually you're in different rooms. I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah, things have changed oh, since oh, we got here. Which of, uh, which of the pythons was a stutter, though? Michael, Michael um, Palin, is that his name? Yeah. That rings a bell. He also says, "Set up for that drive." And remember, he was Might the animal lover. He, he was the animal <laughs> lover, but he kept accidentally killing that old <laughs> yes. lady's pets. Oh so God, I haven't watched that in a long time. I gotta watch. Oh it. my God, it was great. John Cleese was the barrister. Yeah, Michael Palin. Yeah, his you know, father was a, a stutter. They did a bit 40 years ago on a man wanting to have a baby. Yeah, I've seen it. It's yeah. hysterical. I mean, yeah. they were so far ahead of the curve. Was, oh, on Monty Python? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Bring out your dad. Matthew, I'm telling you, that is that would be content brilliance. Just go over there, have somebody run the camera. You're going to have to bring all the ingredients and just get it going. Have him do all. at 730 in the morning while he's having his coffee? Yeah. It doesn't have to go at 7.30. It can go at 10, Not, not if it has to no, cook for 10 hours. Cook. We do it doesn't wrong. have to cook for 10 hours. hours. Mine's going on low for 10 hours, but that's by choice. You can cook it on high. I but... like the idea of low for 10 hours, because then you're getting all your juices and your deal. And... <laughs> it's the slow release, <laughs> yeah. and that's what Listen they tend to just yeah. Yeah. You should have a chef's Now he's Guy right. Fieri. Yeah. It looked like the Swedish chef. God. Come on. Come on. Let's go here. Oh. Did you know that they uh, there were pickets over that role in Wanda of the stutter in the eighties? Oh, I'm sure there were. Serious? Yeah. That's very insensitive. Yeah. Are you ready? Ken? Ken. 
I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. All right. I'm rolling. What is the problem? You're playing blank squares on there because your not. mouse was hovered over something that didn't have a soundbite on it. Shooting blanks again, huh, Joe? Yep. yep. Better check no, your I'm mouse. I'm aiming at, at ones that have words. <laughs> it's time to play. I. <laughs> Such, I have a request. If you don't mind, what? for the final 10 minutes what? of the show, I would like you and John Height to break down the <laughs> Ken Burns documentary <laughs> filmmaking process. I thought we weren't going to bring that up during the show. Yeah, I no. gave it an hour. I'm done. All right. That was it. Yeah. It's beautifully filmed. How long is it? Two? Two segments of two hours each. How long oh, is it anyway? So I've seen 25% of it. And that's Very good. And that's you, did that's you did math. You did math. All right, now yesterday, Kenny wondered if the traveling Lymans went oh. through the Panama Canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Did get they? Did to they? Uh, Ecuador. Uh, to be fact-based, not on this trip. We flew from Minnesota to Houston, Texas, to Quito. We have cruised the full transit of the Panama Canal twice, once in each direction. In January of 2013, from San Diego to Miami, Florida, and in November of 2018, from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Florida to Valparaiso, Chile. I want to start in New York, go through the Panama Canal, and come out at the Columbia River where Washington and Oregon meet. That's the cruise I want to do. Well, I'm sure the Lymans could give you tips. They're the traveling Lymans, and they're currently in uh, They're in a couple places today. Isle Florina, Ecuador, Post Office Bay, and Isla Floriana, Ecuador, Cormorant Point, Cormorant Point, Champion Bay. God almighty, they really, really get around, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. And it's only because they come to us all the way from wherever they are in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. On this day. Joe, today is October 17th. In 1825, William R. Marshall was born near Columbia, Missouri. As an adult, he moved to Minnesota, owned a hardware store in St. Paul, founded the St. Paul Press in 1861, and fought with the 7th Minnesota Volunteer Infantry Regiment in the Civil War. As the fifth governor of the state, he advocated extending the right to vote to African-American men. That law was passed in 1868, two years before the 15th Amendment afforded suffrage nationwide. He died on January 8, 1896. On this day, 1017, in 1924, The Phyllis Wheatley Settlement House, later renamed the Phyllis Wheatley Community Center, named for the 18th century poet, opened in North Minneapolis. The oldest African-American agency in the Twin Cities, the center first served as a place where young people met for recreation and skill development and later provided a home away from home for civic leaders, educators, entertainers, and students. Can you please describe skill um, what was it? Skill what? Uh, skill development. Skill development. Skill development. Hmm. On this day. I'm not touching that one. Okay. On this day. October 17th. In 1975, Rochester declared an air pollution alert 
and earned the dubious distinction of having the highest carbon monoxide levels recorded in the state. This alerts in the state during the early 1970s were caused by a stagnant weather system that did not blow away industrial and automobile emissions. I do not recall that from 1975. Climate change. Well, uh, beautifully enough, they don't mention climate change. They mention a stagnant weather pattern. Yeah, trust me, it's climate change. That didn't blow away the, the junk on this day in 1975. I'll be darned. I don't recall that. Thank you, GLers. Thank you very much, GLers. We're, uh, we're pleased that you, so many of you, have signed up for the town council and get to enjoy us prior to post-show, during the show. You just get to, I don't know, hang out with us. We had a wonderful argument today before the show. Yeah. It was very entertaining. Yeah, you get stuff like that, so let's go here. Check out uh, the town council for 10 bucks a month or $100 a year. It is a fun and wise investment, okay? That's the GarageLogic Town Council at garagelogic.com. Also, we've got the shop is open, garagelogic.com. What's for sale? 30 years of common sense, NAC Hardware and Lounge, University of GL, Failed Academy, GarageLogic, Boat Works, Two Cycle Auto Works, Monday Night Sports Talk, and uh, all sorts of great stuff. 30 years of common sense. Check it all out, garagelogic.cha. John, don't forget to send me news stories. Oh, thank you, because I would have. And you did yesterday. No, I sent them yesterday. You forgot yesterday. No, I sent them to you right away. No, you forgot. <laughs> trust, trust me, you forgot. Chris, I don't trust you. Sorry. Yep. You're right. I left right away. Yes. I got all right. the I am so Chris. tired of being lonely. I still have some love to give. Bye, guys. Uh, Is that Wilberry. a Roy Orbison song? It's Wil- Wilberries with Roy singing. Yes, very good. Traveling Wilberries. I'm ready, Orbison Joe. Wow. The government discovered uh, the state of Minnesota discovered. Oops, the state. Uh, yep. That they have taken more of our money than we thought. <coughs> Minnesota continues to follow. Yep. California's clean car rules. Okay. Uh, why? Question mark. You have to capitalize why. That's it's a, a new a sentence. New sentence. <laughs> Bye, Kenny. Okay. Keith Ellison's chief of staff. Keith. Oops. Chief of Staff. Yep. Allegedly has time. <coughs> yep. To organize rallies in support of Hamas. To organize rallies in support. We capitalize Hamas, right? Yeah, that's right. H-A-M-A-S. Yes, sir. Yes. Anything else besides Johnny? Then Johnny writes news.
That's saved. That's saved. Okay, Chris, I just sent them. Thanks, John. I don't see them, John. Chris, I, I just sent them, Chris. I don't see them. Uh, yeah, ain't seen them see yet. Ain't seen them. Nope. I ain't seen them. You got Mike coming in? Uh, well, not really. Mike's got Mike's uh, out with COVID. No. Yep. <clears throat> Who's coming in? I got the the gentleman from Harmony Spirits. All right. Well, you have fun. <laughs> hey, good show. Have a good show. Break a leg. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Break a leg. I don't think he means Chris, that. Did you get it, Chris? Chris, did I you did. get it? I did. Okay, good. All right, then I won't resend. Resend. Oh, all right. Well, I got to do 7,000 things, so I'm going to leave you alone, Chris. You're here tomorrow, right, John? I'm here tomorrow, and then that's it for that's right. five days or whatever, six days okay. or something. All right. Like well, you have fun. Uh, uh, Chris, I always have fun.